This is the Authentic Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Nick Foley and Stu Saunders. Here we go. Here we go. This is what I got to say. All right. I got my mindset. Stu. 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 Okay. Okay. Hey. Let's go. Welcome to 2020, man. Yeah, it's 2020, man. I'm excited about it. It's been a great year so far. We're, we're like a week and a half into it. I know. How amazing is that? I don't know. It's been is amazing. It, has it been? You have a good New Year's? Yeah, amazing New Year's. You? Fantastic. You're in Costa Rica. Is it Costa Rica. Is it Costa or Costa? We had this debate actually over over the holidays with my family. We were, before we went, like we were just sitting around chatting about the trip, and my little niece said, "Is it Costa or Costa?" And then we had a debate, and we don't really have a final answer. What did you end up doing there? Uh, we ziplined. What else? We ate good food. <laughs> went to the beach. Hung around the pool. Did you rest? Oh, so well rested, but I needed it, and I think that's as an entrepreneur, you should make sure you do carve, oh, out, man. carve out time to recuperate. As a human being, you should human carve being. out time to recuperate. Especially as an entrepreneur, though, like right? you need to have that. Time. You work nine to five. You typically have your weekends off. That's your that should be your time to recuperate. Every you know, five days, you have two days off. But yeah. as an entrepreneur, your your days are whenever, and your job happens whenever, and you work whenever. Yeah. So you have to carve out time as an entrepreneur. Um, so as part of our 2020 setting up for a good year series of podcasts. Um, today we have to follow our Alan Stein uh, chat about that last week. We now have uh, another interview today with Annie Meehan. Annie Meehan. Meehan. Sorry, I said that wrong. Sorry, Annie. Um, and let's do a little bio on Annie. Annie is a speaker and life coach out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. After starting her career in corporate America, she is now seen as the powerful, successful, motivational speaker with heart and determination that awakens her audience to action. Annie uses personal and professional expertise to inspire her audiences using dynamic and interactive presentations. Annie journeyed through life as the middle child of seven, raised by a single mom, and has so many stories and life and lessons, life lessons to share. She's been a guest on Oprah and Twin Cities Live. Now, I'm sure most of our guests have heard of Oprah, but may not have heard of Twin Cities Live. I'm sure that's the Minneapolis and uh, Minneapolis and um, Minnesota. No, what's the other? St. Paul. St. Paul. That's the Twin Cities. Um, Annie is a member of the National Speaker Association, a graduate of their apprentice program, and certified coach. After working for Piper Jaffrey, she was a contract speaker for one of the top nonprofit companies in the U.S. Today, Annie is speaking across the country and internationally. In addition to being a popular speaker, Annie is also the author of a motivational book, Be the Exception, and the inspirational journal, Paths, Detours, and Possibilities. When not delivering upbeat motivational talks for audiences across the children across the country, Annie accompanies her husband in raising their three children, owning and operating their SNAP fitness centers, and supporting a team of 100 plus Advo care distributors and volunteers. So she's a very busy human being. She has got a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Annie. We get into kind of the best ways to plan out your 2020 some of the roadblocks and some of the kind of the tools and tricks of the trade to uh to be more successful so please enjoy yeah our uh our not too long but very full conversation with annie yeah thanks a lot see you afterwards (laughs) 
All right, we are so pumped up to have Annie Meehan with us, as you heard in the intro. Um, Annie is awesome. She's exceptional. Um, and uh, we're just, it was, it was so, it kind of came together quickly that you're here, Annie. So um, thank you for, for jumping in and as a good entrepreneur, being willing to just put yourself out there um, and, and join our show. Um, so uh, Annie, thank you. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Well, yeah. So, um, Annie, to start off our, our podcast, even though we did uh, kind of the intro, um, we always like to ask our guests kind of their origin story, like that Marvel superhero origin story. So what is your, where did you get started? How did you get to where you are? How did you start talking about except being exceptional? Yeah, thank you. Um, I really started from childhood to get to here. So um, I won't go all the way back there, but I'll just say that my speaking career started in the faith community. And then for 12 years, I owned two gyms. So then it moved into wellness. But it was all about overcoming and listening to people's excuses and thinking, how can I show people that no matter what they've walked through, no matter what they're walking through, they can have this extraordinary life. Like you don't have to follow the pattern of where you come from. Instead, be the exception. Challenge everything and ask yourself, what would someone who could face adversity do? How would someone else, rather than just repeating where they come from, how do you break that and become something exceptional? And so um, now I have the privilege of speaking all over the world and inspiring people to challenge their thoughts and the stories they're telling themselves so that they don't have to repeat where they're going um, if they believe they can become more, which I think all people can. When you, when you say challenge your thoughts, are there certain questions, any that you'd like tell your audience or share with your audience to get them to challenge their thoughts? Like, are there things that I could say, like when I walk away from this interview, something pragmatic that I, could, I, I can ask myself to challenge my thoughts? Absolutely. So my book, I've written five books, but my book that won the National Award is called Be the Exception. And so even though it's seven steps to transformation, what I love is that it's really about seven ways of being. So the first one is be honest. An audience will say to me, well, Annie, we don't lie. And I go, I know, but you all do this. And they say, what do we do? And I said, you all tell stories. You tell stories out loud or in the back of your head. So in the gym, a lot of people would say, I could never lose weight. We've always been unhealthy. We've always been on weight overweight in relationships. I only date jerks. There's no good guys out there. Or um, I never get promoted at work. And I'm like, I just started changing the story. Like, what if I am the person that is going to climb the corporate ladder? What if I am that person um, that can get healthy, even if no one in my family has done it before? And so it's really about reframing. So the seven ways of being are like, be honest, be gentle, be courageous, be authentic, be healthy, and healthy is super confusing. So I say in the 12 years of two gyms, I never helped anyone lose weight, but I help people change their habits and the mindset and their goals, and all of a sudden weight fell off as a side effect, not as a direct result. So you kind of change your thinking more yes, than anything yes. else. Yes, the narrative, the thinking, absolutely. So I'm interested, like, uh, talk, walk us through the process to get to, you know, where you, you became this expert. And like, I really, you know, you, you read f or you wrote five, read five books. I'm sure you've read way more, but you wrote five books and you have this, you know, this, this one, uh, Be the Exception. What, what can our readers or what can our listeners think about or read when they, when they read the book, Read the Exception or Be the Exception? What, what, what's the big message in that? Yeah, the huge message in that. So that book was a book I worked on for 20 years, and it was called Dumpster to Dynasty. It was about growing up in a physical, financial, and emotional dumpster, and today living this very uh, dynasty life where I'm able to give a lot away. I'm able to welcome people into my home. And a, a coach, a publisher, heard me and said, you got to teach us how to be the exception. And so that book, people, it won a national award 
um, Ben Franklin Award in the category of self-help, personal development. So people that are going through job changes, relationship changes, health changes, they read it and they say to me, oh my gosh, Annie, I feel like I can change anything. Like I don't have to let my past define me. You inspired me, you encouraged me. So really many audiences, but people that are going through transition and especially difficult transition or they're feeling like they're overwhelmed by life, I kind of break it down to a step-by-step. At the end of each chapter, there's exercises to apply it to your life um, to make it easy for people. You know, we'll put a link in the, in the show notes uh, to all the books. Okay. Um, and, and Andy, I'm going to ask you to send me your uh, one and I'll, so you can sign it for our collection. Um, and, I'll, and I'll, of course, pay you for it. But um, my, my question to you is, at this time of year, the new year, um, everybody gets caught up in doing these resolutions um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of resolutions. And I also think a, a new year can start any day because any day, there's 365 days before that year, that day comes around again. So it's another year. January 1st is the arbitrary day we've chosen as the day you have to change. When we're often hungover and exhausted and tired, that's the day we'll change. Um, and so, and actually in, in 2020, Nick, we have an extra full day. Yes, we do. It's leap year. Right. Yeah. Leap year. But anyway, um, what, what, what do you see as, as kind of some of the, like, say, let's say, uh, let's take um, procrastination, yeah. which is such a common, common, people say, in 2020, I won't procrastinate. Yeah. What's some of the, what are the common roadblocks and ways to overcome roadblocks people procrastination? But she's an entrepreneur, because all these ideas, how do I put them into action? How do I stop thinking and start doing? What, what are some of the ways we can move forward in our in our resolutions or yearly goals? I love that, Stu. I love that question because I, like you, I love Mondays. Most people don't get excited about Mondays, but for me, it's a clean slate. It's a new week. You don't have to wait till the end of the year or the beginning of a month. And so one thing, though I do like to, to write down big goals for the year, um, I also like to break them down to monthly, weekly, and daily. And one of the things I love to work with people when they're moving into the new year is the first step is pick a word. What do you want to define your year? Not that everybody needs a word, but a lot of people would put the word busy on me. And I was like, I don't feel busy. I feel fulfilled. I'm doing what I love with people I love. My life is fulfilled. So I start with a word. And then I write down a list of like different areas of my life I might want to improve, like procrastination, right? Um, Procrastination is a big one for people, health, finances, relationships. So write down everything you want to change and then only pick one. So prioritize and then pick like three baby steps to do it. So for people that procrastinate, I'm a big believer in lists and handwritten lists. Um, Some people just use technology for everything. There's something about writing something down and crossing it off. Yeah, the act of crossing it off. Yes, the act of crossing off. So if I have 30 things I want to get done today, I make a list of 30. I narrow it down to like, what are the three I will for sure get done? And I cross it off. So I try to think procrastinators usually just are people that are perfectionists that feel overwhelmed. And perfectionists go to bed disappointed every night. So I like to teach people, what if you could be a little messy, but you get something done? And so writing down what you're going to do, accomplishing at least three of those activities. So using um, lists, using very specific writing it all down that you want to do, but then only picking three and reminding yourself you don't have to be perfect, but just make a step forward. Um, progress is better than perfection. So. Baby steps. I love that progress yeah. better perfection. So as entrepreneurs, uh, when, when you're starting, I mean, I'm sure you've worked with like a whole plethora of entrepreneurs in different realms of their, you know, existence, I guess. What would be some in their journey? In their journey, yeah. I guess, different realms of their entrepreneurial like journey. What would be? Uh, what are some of the steps, or what are some of the processes that you put in place for entrepreneurs that are trying to get the most out of their businesses? 
one of the first things, a lot of people come to me to be coached on that. And I always say, do you have a budget? You know, well, I'm going to make money. Nope. Start with how much money do you have to invest in this? Because it costs more usually than most people think, whether it's creating their website or whatever. So starting with what's their money, then starting with how hard are you willing to work to gain success? What if it takes three years before you're bringing money back rather than just having this great vision and idea and even product doesn't mean the, uh, the world is going to see it as as great as you are. So are you 100% committed? Um, I work really hard to have the success I have and people see it and want what I have, but I always ask them, do you have a budget and how hard are you willing to work to get that? And are you willing to do another job until you can get this job really going? Um, so that's some of, the, some of the process that I've had and just the privilege of being able to build businesses and sell businesses and buy businesses and have people vote against you sometimes and you have to believe in whatever you're doing enough that even if your good friends say you're silly or people don't buy your products or services, that you keep doing the work um, to get to where you find those right right clients for you. Is there a metric for like judging or measuring how far or how 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 much you're willing to work? Like like I know there might not be like a well maybe there is maybe you have a metric design but like I you you you're a very successful entrepreneur and but you know your um. Your, you know, your interpretation of working hard could be different from my interpretation. So I'm interested into like when you're talking to your clients, you know, what's the, what's the metric? So I could sit there and be like, yeah, I have a budget. Yep, I'm willing to work. Yep, I'm willing to put in the time. What? How do you gauge how hard they're working? Like, or so that they can measure that and be able to, you know, to dial it up or dial it back. Yeah. Um. For me personally, and I might be a little more unrealistic or driven than some people you meet, but. I ask people, especially if they're leaving a 40 hour a week job and they're complaining about working 50 hours, I ask them, how do you feel about working 100 hours and getting paid half as much? Like that is like the mindset you have to have, especially when you're starting a business and it won't always be so challenging for everyone, but I see a lot of people fail because they have a, a vision that because they love something or have this great passion for it, that the world will buy it. And that isn't really a true story. Um, to grow businesses, and one of the great people say, you're so great at sales. I go, I'm just great at rejection. Like plan on, if you don't get 10 no's a day, you're losing. Like make sure people are saying no to you. If they're not, you're not working hard enough. So I do give them metrics of like, this is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. This is, now I don't, I take Sundays off now, but it's taken me years to give myself Sundays off. And, and it's okay for me because I love my work, but I am very committed to going that extra mile almost every single day. Love it. So, There's a great yeah. quote that says to get the, to get with the, what the 5% have, you have to be willing to do what the 5% do. That's right. Right. So it's like put it, you have to, you just can't, and I think a lot of young entrepreneurs yes. think I have an Instagram account and I make some flashy posts. I'm an, I'm, I'm going to be successful. And that's rarely if ever true. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I mean, I think it's at the end of the day, Nick and I talked about this morning, uh, we we're just chatting and we we're talking about how much work has to go into the success. If people don't see the, the, the 3000 hours of, yeah. of, of jump shots that Michael Jordan did before he became Michael Jordan, like you don't see the back the yeah. behind the scenes stuff. You don't see that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm actually, I'm interested because I know that you have, you know, obviously you have a lot of entrepreneurial expertise and I'm curious, you know, I, I always come from the realm of people ask what, you know, like a lot of my friends and family, like they, you know, my wife, they kind of know what I do, but you know, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, did you win? Yeah. Does that mean you won something? 
but I'm laughing at his question because people don't really know what I do. They go, so like people pay you to talk? Yeah, like, well, it's interesting, right? Because I get that Yeah, all we time. get the same thing. Like, we're both speakers. We're at got... that. I was at a, I was at a, like just a quick side story. I, I remember I was being at an event with some friends of mine and my buddy was complaining about his job and, he, and then he's like talking about his brother and he's, he's like, oh, my brother complains about his job. He's like, but he's like, nobody, nobody likes their job. That's what they call it work. And then he looked at me, except they said, except for Nick, but nobody even knows what that guy does. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. Like, so when somebody asked me, they're like, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, what's that? Like I learn, I learn for a living just so I don't have to have the conversation every time. What are some of the things that you're learning, Annie? How do you become the, you know, how do you get to where you're getting on a consistent basis? I know that you work with a lot of clients and you speak and you build businesses and you've sold businesses, but you've had to educate yourself in many capacities. And I, I, you know, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts and things like that. And sometimes I feel like I have an MBA in certain aspects, not necessarily behind my name, but you know, when I get really, when I lean into something, you know, if I'm starting a SaaS company, then I really want to learn everything I need to know about SaaS. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I really want to learn everything I need to know about the garment industry, things like that. So, so what are you learning right now? What are some of the things that, uh, that's, on, that's on your plate? I'm learning lots of things. So I have a different, I have a learning disability. And so I see in pictures, so I don't listen to podcasts. I love videos. I watch a lot of videos. Um, I love to go to personal development or training conferences. So live events or um, watching videos. Uh, I do read books as well. I, I love Darren Hardy. Um, he's kind of hardcore and my husband makes fun of me because he's like, he doesn't eat pizza or chocolate or have any fun. And he doesn't, but I'm not going to be him ever, but I like his disciplines. And so I like to be around people that have systems and process because that's not my natural. So Darren Hardy and Jane Atkinson's right now are my big influencers this week. Um, I am always looking to learn new things from other people. The other thing is that um, about four and a half years ago, I started my first mastermind and I run it out of my home for NSA members. And when I first started, I asked 40 different women to be in it. And it was very interesting. They didn't really know me, but they would say, you're not at our level or you're new or you're this or you're that, or we're already in one or we're too busy. And my husband one night was like, why are you down? Like you're never down. And I go, all the women said no to me. And so I asked one man and he said, yes. And today we have 16 members. We've met every single month for four and a half years. It'll be five years, I guess, in January. And so I surround myself with people that are drivers and that don't quit. I love don't quit attitude people and I try to be around that. And so I facilitate this every month, but I don't know how to quit. I only know how to go after something because I believe it can make a difference in the world. And so I learn by being around amazing people. I learn through NSA. Um, I learn from watching videos. Um, and I learned from trial and error. When I read your questions, I thought, I never really fail at anything, but I mess up a lot. And then I learn lessons. Well, we'll get so. to those questions. And for those <laughs> yeah. our listeners who don't know, NSA is not the National Security Agency. It's the National Speakers Association. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I, I, for a lot of Canadians, we have a lot of Canadians listen to our show, and like, the NSA? She works for the NSA? <laughs> She's a secret agent. <laughs> the Authentic Entrepreneurs are brought to you by Hey, it's Stu Saunders from the Epic Community and the Authentic Entrepreneurs. I just want to jump on here real quick and let you know that this May 2020, we're running the Epic Community event again. It was such a success last year and an incredible return ratio, 100%. But don't take my word for it. Listen to what those who were there, listen to how they feel about it. My brain and my heart are so full. It has soul. And I think this is the start of something very special. It's been real. You won't be disappointed. Blown away. Absolutely flawless. Perfect. You know that you're just around like the most amazing humans. 
Great experience, great people, great minds, great dis discussion. One might say, this is epic. That is just a sampling of what people thought about the Epic community. So do yourself a favor, go to theepiccommunity.com, apply to be a member, and join us this May 24th to the 27th in Toronto, Ontario. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I know it was kind of a, a last minute thing, and we're always trying to find ways for our listeners, who are mostly entrepreneurs, to find ways to make a better, uh, a better year for themselves, for their business, for themselves, for their families, for their clients and service. Um, what's the one, what's what's Annie's one big tip to be successful in 2020? You know, as you were saying that, what came in my head is get a coach. Like if you can afford it, invest in a coach that's gonna hold you accountable. Your friends will do some, but having a coach that you set goals with, holds you accountable, supports you, shares ideas with you. It is so powerful. I am a coach, but I also always have a coach. I always have someone else I'm learning from that's saying, how are you doing? What's next? Um, have an accountability partner, a coach, a support system, because it's hard to own your own business and it's amazing and fantastic. Yeah, like an elite athlete's not gonna not have a coach. Right. So to be an yeah. elite entrepreneur, you should have a coach. Why not? Or an elite, or an elite parent, or an elite whatever. Have someone to work with. That's really great. It's time for five big questions with Nick and Stu. Um, okay, so we're going to go to our four questions now. Nick, you want to start? Well, I asked the first one, basically the learning one. So I'll skip to the second one. Was what was what? So we talked about failure. I know you haven't. You say you haven't had a there's lot. There's got to be one. There's got to be something where you've learned, maybe, and and that that is you've learned in your career that you know might might not have turned out the way that you wanted it to, but you you learned from it and you and and how that affected you in a positive way. Absolutely. Well, I have two. The first one was the first gym that I bought um, was going to be my own business, and the man that I bought it from as I was closing said to me. I've been bleeding for months and now I'm hemorrhaging. Good luck to you. And I was like, ah, I learned from that. And, and so many lessons about surrounding, hiring the right people and connecting in a community and all of this. And a, a great lesson I learned was I had a group of ladies that were doing great in the gym and they all um, were doing great. My personal trainer was like, we got to celebrate them next week. I brought in two dozen chocolate donuts to celebrate them. I learned don't ever do that. My trainer almost killed me. Um, so I didn't know. And, and in this business, as a professional speaker, early on um, when I was speaking, I, had, I, I lost $40,000 the first year of this business. I'm pretty transparent about my business. I lost $40,000 the first year. And the reason why was I invested a lot in building a website and cards and all this. And somebody who's in this industry with us um, sent me a letter and threatened to sue me. He had never met me, but my name was similar to his, was not the same. And I think that I learned a lot through that. I learned not everybody has your back, even if they're doing the same thing. Not everybody wants you to win. And the more driven you are, people feel threatened by you. Sometimes you lose friends or people feel like you're competition. I'm a huge mindset of people are collaboration, not competition. But through that, I could have given up. I mean, I was negative 40,000 that first year. It was overwhelming. I, hadn't, I did have a budget to start, but I didn't plan on losing it all and having to reinvent. But I think that if your desire to create a business, um, if you have so much drive behind it or you know it's going to make a difference in the world, no matter who votes for you or against you, you won't quit. And um, maybe it made me stronger and more resilient because of that man. I've still never met him. And my business wasn't the same, but it was close enough. Um, so I just learned, you know, to not give up. 
Great, great insight. And I think we've actually covered off of the two questions because I, the other one was, what's one of your biggest influencers right now? And you said mm -hmm. Darren Hardy. Yeah, I got, I got my two favorite books here right now. So Carrie Lorenz, Fearless Leadership, and um, Darren Hardy, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, because it's a roller coaster, right? It, is, yeah. it really is. I saw, yeah. I worked with Darren Hardy a few years ago at an event. Uh, okay. And I remember after listening to him speak, I walked out and said, well, I got to start some things over. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, there you go. I got to reevaluate right? 80% of what I'm doing right now. That's right. Because as you said, it's great to have a good coach and, and it's great to surround yourself with people who are successful. Um, our, our kind of our rogue question, we're going to pump, pump the, you don't know this, I didn't tell you this, but we have this big computer here and we punch a button and, uh, and uh, Mikey's going to do that. Mikey hit the button right now and it's going to randomly, here it goes, it's working. Uh, all right, here we go. The question is for you. Are you ready, Annie? I am ready. What is one of the most embarrassing moments as an entrepreneur or speaker that you've had that you can share that we can be okay to hear? One of the most embarrassing moments. It's hard to embarrass me because I kind of make a fool out of myself a lot, naturally. Um, embarrassing moments, huh? Some, of, some may have seen it and thought it was, maybe you didn't think it was embarrassing, but like for instance, for myself, I once fell off a stage and peed my pants. In front of 800 people, oh and you can't hide that. Especially wearing khakis. We're, I was wearing, I was wearing a light colored jeans. Jeez. Oh, and when jeans get wet, what happens? Yes, they, they get, get dark. dark. They get dark. <laughs> True story. Do you have anything like that? Do you have any stories ever, in, in your in your career, of things are like, oh my gosh. I mean, bringing donuts to the gym was embarrassing. That I was guess so. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if I have an embarrassing moment. I think that sometimes when I get done speaking. Sometimes people think I can save their life or that I'm like perfect or amazing. And I don't know if that's embarrassing or how to describe that. But for me, it's like, okay, I've learned some lessons and I've overcome some amazing stuff, but I'm still figuring it out every single day of my life. Or I can't save you. You got to do the work. I think, I don't know if embarrassing is no, the right I word. That's a great, that's a great, yeah. no, that's a great insight. Yeah, I see what you mean by yeah. that. You know, like. It's almost uncomfortable where you think, I, I, I can't save your life. You know, yeah. it's, it's a two-way street. And I think I, that's really important too. I know, I thought of an embarrassing one. Okay, this is something I used to say that I don't say anymore. So I used to say, who in the world ever marries their high school sweetheart, has 2.3 kids, and lives in a white picket fence? Because I didn't really know anyone lived like that. And then somebody raised their hand like me, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Besides you. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And I have to ask the question, who is our friend in the background? Oh, well, these are the CEO and the CFO are in today. So Peanut is the CEO and Leo is the CEO or CFO. So yeah, they supervise me and make sure I don't spend too much and that I'm working hard. They growl at me if I... Quick funny story. We run a children's summer camp and okay. uh, we have a camp dog. It's a pug. And uh, I always call him the CEO of the company of the camp. He's in charge. He's the head of our board of directors. Um, and he's, his name is Leo. Oh, really? Leo. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do people like, how do people like connect with you and, and, and uh, you know, Get more, get more of you, Annie. Well, I make it easy. It's all AnnieMehan.com and Annie at Annie Meehan. Um, so just my name. If you Google my name, I've got lots of videos out there, and I love to encourage people. And my, I have two big dreams for 2020, and maybe you guys can help me with them. One is I'm starting my own talk show uh, in about uh, four weeks now. I'm super excited, so I want to invite people to that show. If they are an entrepreneur or a dreamer or a believer or the exception, I'd love to have guests on my show. So if some of your guests are interested in that. And then also when I was 18, Oprah Winfrey um, 
had a huge impact in my life. She flew me to her show and she was the first woman to pour encouragement into me. And so my wow. vision is wow, through some of these shows, through some of the cool things I've get to do in my life, that somehow she would hear the message and I would be able to say thank you to her um, for being an, a light in my life and an influencer and a person that saw something in me when I had no idea that I had a quarter of what I have in me. So, wow. Well, you. Annie, you know, we don't have the same viewership in, as Oprah, but... Um, you never know. No, I, I can guarantee. I see the metrics. Um, <laughs> no, but you never know who knows her out there that's listening. But what I was going to say is, for our audience, um, yeah. thank you. You've, I think you've given us a lot of nuggets. Uh, I, I call it, uh, we have chocolate and nut, and chocolate's the, the frivolity stuff, and nut's the content, you know, the good stuff. And I think you gave us a lot of nut today. So thank you so, so thank much. You. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful holiday You season. too. Happy holidays, and may you have an epic 2020. Thank you. You too. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. I love getting perspectives, Nick, from different people. And I think that Annie gave us um, both some new perspectives and reiterated some of the things I think we already knew. Like one of my takeaways for sure was the idea of lists. And I don't care how, and she said, you know, people use technology like apps and stuff, and but she likes using just a paper and pen. And I think that's just a valuable thing. There's nothing wrong with a paper and pen. It's a great thing. One of the things I like doing on an airplane, you know, we both fly a lot. And I love on an airplane just sitting down with my journal and like, making a, my, my next list to do for the next week or month or kind of looking back at my goals and crossing things off. Or I think that's a really good one. So for 2020, I'm going to commit to making more lists. Yeah, I thought that was a really great insight. I also thought what um, when she said when, when she talks to entrepreneurs, one of the questions that she asked is, what's your budget? First thing, right? And so often, and then she, and then it was. I was listening to her, and I was like, "What's your budget to work with you?" Or what's your budget? And then she got into it. She's like, "You know, what's your budget to work? Like, what, like, yeah. what do you have a budget for?" It's so often, you're like, "I'm gonna be an entrepreneur," but there's no bank, there's no money in the bank. So a lot of the times that, like, I know I had to. I didn't have a budget. I know I had to work side jobs mm -hmm. while I was, you know, funding it. And so, and then how much do you want to work? You know, mm -hmm. and I know she talked. We talked a little bit about like, you know, what's the metric for that? But like, are you willing to put in right now? You're putting in 50 hours a week for a job that you're going to be you know, that you're, you're entitled to work or you're supposed to work 40 hours for, are you, are you going to work double for that or double that and for half the pay? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so I decided those are, she, she comes across as a, as a woman who um, asks the right questions when she's working with her clients and mm -hmm. she's got a, a, you know, a wealth of knowledge and, and a wealth of experience and it was a, it was a fun interview. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a, a that's a good point about um, what do you, what do you want, what do you want to invest? Yeah. And I think, and again, it comes back to a, a thing that Todd said that really has still resonated with me. Todd Herman, if you have listened to the podcast, go back. It's a few episodes ago. Um, but, you know, he said, what type of investment are you going to make to live the life you want to live? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really big piece. So, you know, we like having guests on. We did not expect to have Annie on. We, we had to make a change, and Annie and said she put her hand up, and she said, I'll do it. Yeah, and, and I, I was super grateful, and she did give us lots of good stuff. Um, check her out. I think... All of her note, all of her locations, like AnnieMehan.com, yep. she said. And AnnieMehan.com. Annie yeah, it'll all be on in the show notes. But check her out. She's got five books. Five books, yeah. Five books. Which, uh, you know, one of my goals in 2020 is to finish my, my first book. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, well, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be great, but it'd be great that it's going to be done. Yeah, and I think it's going to be great, man. I Thanks hope so. for the support. God, you, you see here, my friend. I'll read it. Um, don't know right. if it's going to be great, but I will read it. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so I, we hope your 2020 is off to the right the right start on the right foot yeah um you know and and we want to know send us your uh your big goals for 2020 yeah let us know um drop Good us job. a line dm us uh stew at ylcc.com 
or nick at nickfoley.ca or go to the Authentic Entrepreneurs on Instagram and send us a DM and we will uh, we will respond every time. Yeah, and if we use your question um, this year, 2020, on on the air, we will uh, send you a t-shirt. Yep, and a million dollars. One of those two things is true. Is true. <laughs> um, and you can decide whether <laughs> it is, but until we talk to you next time, please, our wonderful community, do not forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until we talk to you next time, keep being authentic. Thank you for listening to The Authentic Entrepreneurs. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, keep being authentic.